Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Oh, Father, we just worship you tonight. We thank you that we can come together freely in the middle of a week and just drop all of our cares at your feet. Father, we just pray that we will not be the same as we enter into your presence tonight. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Have your way in this place. As we worship, as we hear your word, as we pray, that we will find rest, we will find peace, we will find hope in you and in you alone. And we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. We praise your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Guys, it looked like a happy bunch tonight on a Wednesday. A blessed bunch. Yes? All right. Well, a couple things. If you need some notepaper, uh, if you want to take notes, there's some uh, notepaper in the back and a pen. You can do that. If you brought you know, any tithe or offering with you tonight, we don't do an official collection on a Wednesday uh, evening, but there's a box there on the left-hand side of the door uh, next to Barb. Uh, it's on the wall there, and you can just put it in there, and then we do that, that count later on Sunday. But uh, we're excited that you're here. I have a kind of a follow-on message I want to give from the past couple of weeks. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and when we hear from God, when we hear from the Holy Spirit, what does that sound like? What does that mean? How do we know that we heard from the Holy Spirit? And I feel like I got ahead of myself. We started talking about how to discern when we're hearing, like after we've already heard. And so this, morning, or this evening, I want to back up a little bit and just say, how do we position ourselves to hear in the first place? Because you got to hear first and then discern what it is. So how do we position ourselves to hear from God? And that's what I want to spend time looking at uh, this evening. So I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9. And while you're turning there, I just want to tell you a small story from this week. Well, there's a lot of stories from this week I could share, but this is a small one. And I was meeting somebody for breakfast or just for a cup of coffee. And in my spirit, the Lord spoke to me. And we were meeting 715 at Tim Hortons on 12th Street. And I just felt the Holy Spirit just whisper a little nudge to me and saying, there's two Tim Hortons on 12th Street. That's all he said. There are two Tim Hortons on 12th Street. And I was like, oh, he knows it's the one on the west side. I mean, this guy's, of course, I mean, he knows I live on the west side. Like, he just knows it's going to be on the west side. So I don't have to confirm and text him 
that it's 12th Street on the west side. I know there's one on the east side. It's over, you know, just on, I don't know where it is. It's a couple blocks past State Street, yeah. And so I was just like, it's good to go. So I get to Tim Hortons. I get there a little early because I'm an early bird. 7.05, I'm just like reading my Bible. 7.10, 7.15, ah, he's not here yet. That's strange. 7.20, oh, he's still not here yet. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me of, you know where he is? He's at the other Tim Hortons on 12th Street on the east side, like I tried to tell you last night to confirm. So now I'm just like, no. And as soon as I had that thought, I get a text. I'm at the east side. Where are you? And I said, oh, my goodness. I'm at the west side. He's like, okay, I'm coming your way. And so he, he came my way, which was great. What a blessing that was. And he got every green light, praise God. The Lord is our redeemer, even when we miss Hearing his word, he is faithful and good to take care of us, even when we miss it. But I did waste some time, and I wasted some of his time. I was like, Man, I need to share that on Wednesday night, because it's some, you know, God cares about the details of our life. He cares about some of those small details in our life. And he whispers things to us that help us get through the day. And church, I'm telling you, he's whispering to you all the time. And but so often we're not listening. We're not hearing. We're not attuned to be listening to what he has to say to us. And he, take, he wants to take care of everything in our life. Big ones, small things, all kinds of issues. And when I wrote down a couple of things here, God is good, he is faithful, he is loving. And because of those things, we're joint heirs with Christ. We are more than conquerors. We're his ambassadors. We're a chosen generation a royal priesthood. We're temples of the Holy Spirit. And so I started thinking, if all of this is true, which it is because the Bible tells us these things, then he absolutely wants to help us in everything regarding our lives. Because this is how he sees us. He wants us to be these things, but he does or says, go do all these things alone. Go be an ambassador on your own. Go be the head and not the tail on your own. No, he helps us. He leads us. He guides us. He provided us the Holy Spirit. It says in, I don't have to turn there, in John 16, 13. I don't have that scripture up uh, this evening, but let me, let me read 16, uh, verse 13, all the way through 50. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. He will tell you that there's, remind you, there's two Tim Hortons on 12th Street. Come on, will he really? Do? Yes, he really does that. You see, what I didn't do is obey and respond to that. I had an opportunity to. But first, we have to position ourselves to actually be able to hear what he's saying. And he talks to us through the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you for all things that the Father have are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. He will declare it to us. He will provide everything that we need. He will speak to us. So I'm going to walk through Acts chapter 9, just a couple of scriptures starting in verse 10. Now this is a story about Ananias, and it's a story about Saul. And starting in verse 10, it says this, it says, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. 
And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. So the first thing that the scripture comes out and tells us is he was a disciple. He was a disciple. So that tells me that disciples can hear God's voice. That means we, sitting here tonight, can hear God's voice. So I asked myself, what is a disciple? A disciple is one that follows the Lord, Jesus Christ. A disciple is one who follows the teachings and the practices of another. If we are to be disciples of Jesus Christ, we have to follow the teaching and the practices of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, it means three things. It means, number one, a disciple means worshiper. Being a disciple means that we are worshipers. The Bible says that the Father is seeking true worshipers. He's seeking those who worship in spirit and in truth. We are to be a worshiper in every area of our life. Regarding our finances, relationships, everything. Because you know what worship does? is it looks up and it takes the focus off of me, off of my issues, my problems. So if we're a disciple and we're following Jesus, then we need to worship Jesus, worship the risen King. And when we do that as disciples, we take the focus off of ourself. And when the focus comes off of ourself, we begin to be able to hear a little bit better. Because we're no longer speaking about our own issues and our own challenges. We're speaking about him and how good he is and what he has done. The second thing a disciple means, it means to be a servant. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. If we want to hear God's voice, we want to be a disciple, we need to serve. We need to serve others. Because what I've realized over and over and over, as I begin to serve others, again, guess what happens? The focus comes away from myself, and I begin to be able to hear more clearly what God has to say about my own life. Because what are we doing? We're taking the focus off of ourselves when we worship and when we serve. We're taking the focus, you know, I'm going to do something for him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to do something for somebody else. And it's amazing how quickly we can begin to hear God's voice in our life when we take the focus off of ourselves. The third thing a disciple is, it means being a witness. Even as the Father sent me, I am sending you. We, each and every one of us, are on a mission. We're to reveal God and to redeem sinners. Being a witness is to reveal God and to redeem sinners. We are to go tell of his good news. So if Ananias was a disciple, then Ananias was all of these three things. And back there in verse 10, it says, And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. What does a vision mean in this case? It can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't, it's not real descriptive and say exactly what it was. But the Lord will speak to us through the Holy Spirit in many different ways. He can speak to us in an actual vision, open eyes, we could see something. He can speak to something to us in a dream. I've had a dream before, I think I maybe mentioned it, about this large group of people. And they were all sick, and they were dying because what the world was feeding them. I don't mean food, necessarily. I mean the stuff from the world that was meant to help them and to save them was actually killing them. And the dream was going out and grabbing people 
praying for them, seeing them miraculously healed, and then sending them out to be witnesses, basically, to go on their way, to get out from the world system and to start entering and are operating in God's kingdom. And he speaks to us a lot of times with a still, small voice. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And many times we have to be still to hear what God has to say to us. So Ananias, in this vision, my guess is he was probably being pretty still because what you'll notice in the following scriptures is he responds immediately. It didn't say that God was saying, Ananias, 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 hello, is there anybody out there? And Ananias is focused on himself and my own challenges and issues because that's sometimes what we do. I get it. Life is tough. We, we focus a lot of times on our own issues. And what does he say? He says, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. The Lord says, Ananias, his immediate response is, here I am, Lord. Ananias had removed any interference in his life from hearing God's voice. It was immediate. He heard it right away. The Bible says in John Chen and John 10 that when Jesus speaks, the sheep will hear my voice. We have an amazing opportunity as followers of Christ to be able to hear what he is telling us through the Holy Spirit. What an amazing thing. When we are walking with him, we can hear his voice. We can be led by what he is saying to us. And I truly believe he is speaking over and over and over to us. And a lot of times, we're not hearing. We're not listening. And a lot of times, what we have is that interference in our life where we don't have that clear signal to hear what God is saying. And a lot of times in our life, one of the major things that gets us tripped up and not hearing from God is one is we're focusing on ourselves and not others. Because pretty much if we're a disciple of Jesus, if you read about Jesus' life, very rarely, if ever, he focused on himself. He was always focused on others. So when we focus on others, we begin to hear his voice. And the second one is when we have sin in our life. When we have sin in our life, it becomes very difficult. Now, we all sin. I've sinned today many a times. I've yelled at the kids today. I've done things I shouldn't have done. But when we have habitual sin that we do not repent and ask for forgiveness and truly begin to work on turning away, our signals become interfered. It's very difficult for us to hear. Again, because what is sin? It's focusing really on ourselves and what our issues are, what our concerns are, and how we want to be responded to. So we have to remove sin from our life. We have to repent from that sin, turn away from it. And another thing that I've learned, or even that my wife Liz and I have learned so many times, is sometimes when we have a little bit of radio silence from what the Lord is saying, we have to ask ourselves, what was the last thing that he told us to go do? Because the key to hearing from God is walking then in obedience to what he has told us to go do. So, so many times we're like, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing anything. Ask yourself, what was the last thing that he told you and did you actually go do it? And many times the answer in my own life was like, nope, I didn't do it. Delayed obedience. 
I heard it, I should have done it, I haven't done it yet, I, I can't hear anymore. Why would he tell me more? Why would he continue to tell me more and take me in a direction when I haven't done the last thing that he's already asked me to go do? It's a signal interference. Verse 11, I love this. So the Lord said to him, Ananias, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him. He was ready, he was able, he was willing, he was listening. So here I'm going to tell you. So the Lord says to him, Arise and go to a street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas. For one called Saul, and this is the Saul that eventually became Paul in the name change and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. I love it. The word says so. Since he heard and answered, God used him. And you know, the Bible does not specifically state how many other people that God may have asked to go pray for Saul. There could have been somebody else. I don't know. It doesn't say. But I'll tell you what, God's will will be done. And if he is speaking to you and you're not listening, guess what? He's going to eventually speak to somebody else to go do what he wants done. Paul was going to write two-thirds of the New Testament whether Ananias went or not. And if Ananias didn't obey, Ananias would not have showed up in the Bible and somebody else's name would have been in there. So we want to be vessels. We want to be used by God. We need to clear our antennas. We need to hear what he's telling us to go do. And then we have to go and actually do it. I'm interested here that he gives some very specific instructions. He says, arise, go to the street called Straight, inquire at the house of Jews, the one called Saul. I mean, he's giving him very specific instructions. Now, I will tell you, when we begin to hear from the Lord, it's not always that very specific. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Sometimes he says, stop doing that. Don't go there. There could be very little things that he says. I know in our lives, he told us to, he was very specific. 2010, leave GE and go help at the church whether they pay you or not. Like, that's like, that's like a whole sentence. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, we got a whole, like, long instruction here. Like, now, did I do that right away? Well, maybe it took us a few months of debate, and you'll see Ananias debates a little bit here, too, in a minute. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> Hello? It's okay to ask God some questions. It's okay to get clarity. Last week, we talked about George Mueller, And even when he believed that he heard what God was telling him to go do, he went back two or three more times to get that confirmation, to have that peace in his life. Like, is this really what I'm supposed to go do? There's been other examples in our life where it's been very vague. One of them is, and I've not shared this with anybody yet other than than Liz, is he says, you'll be a founder. Founder of what? Founder of a large family? Okay. Done? Maybe I've already done. I don't know yet, so I ask over and over. All right, Lord, what does that mean? Founder of what? What does he want? What is he asking? And so he always has something in front of us that we need to continue to be asking for. So if you're not working on something to get clarity from what God has been telling you or is working on, then I suggest that we really start digging in and asking him, what is it that you have for me? Because he's always working on something. On us. Maybe it's a sin he's trying to remove out of our life to open a door for something else. 
Maybe it's someone that he wants us to go witness to, but we're just not listening. We're just not hearing what he wants to say to us. So in verse 12, it says, In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. I love this. So not only did he speak to Ananias, but then he's comforting Ananias saying, Hey, guess what? I've also spoken to Saul and confirmed what's going to happen here. And when the Lord speaks to us, we always can have confirmation. Always can have confirmation in our life. And then here comes the debate, verse 13. Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on his name. So Ananias is just doing one of these. Whoa, time out. I heard you. But let me just make sure I heard you clearly. Because I don't know. Do you, do you know who you're asking me to go pray for? Do you understand what you're asking me to go do? And it's okay to ask that question back to the Lord. It's okay to ask that question and say, I need clarity. Strengthen me. Make sure that I know. Make sure that this is the person that I'm supposed to go do, supposed to talk about. It's okay to ask those questions. And then verse 15, it says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. You see, when God speaks to us, it doesn't come with fear or condemnation. It comes with peace. And it comes with direction. It comes with clarity. Verse 17, and Ananias went. Now, it doesn't talk about Ananias' debate with his wife or his, or his close loved ones saying, hey, guess what? Just want to get some confirmation. I'm going to go pray for this guy, Saul, who you know, we all know about what he's doing to Christians. And I'm assuming he got confirmation because it's always good to get confirmation from our spouse and our loved ones when God's asking us to go do something. But it's interesting, Ananias obeyed. He went his way. He entered the house, laying his hands on him. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has come. You have sent me that you may receive sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 18, immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he received his sight at once. He arose and he was baptized. Ananias obeyed the call. He went and he did it. And God took care of what he said he was going to go do when we take care of the part that he's asking us to go do. You see, we are his hands and his feet. We are his vessels. We are the ones that are doing the praying. We are the ones that are laying on of hands. It's not, he's not laying on of hands anymore. We are the doing. We're the vessels. We are the church. We're the ones that have to be listening and obey and then walk out what he's asked us to go do. Then in verse 19, it says, And when he had received some food, he was strengthened. And then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. And Saul started his ministry. When those scales fell off, he was baptized, and it was his new focus in life. And he knew, he was witness to, essentially, he knew who God was and the plan that God had on his life. And so tonight, I really believe 
that each and every one of us can hear the voice of God. We have to remove that interference. We have to continue to ask him for clarification on what he wants in our life. And when we hear it, we have to walk it out and obey what he has for us. Do you have anything you want to share, hon? What's really exciting about this is that when we hear from the Lord, his call is always extraordinary. Mm. When you walk with the Lord and you're really going after all that he has for you, he will lead you in ways that rarely seem wise to the world. And they, are not, they don't often seem safe. So we've discussed this passage of Scripture before. Mm. And I said, you know, imagine how that went over with his wife. Like, honey, I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going to go lay hands on this murderer of Christians. I'm going to go have a chat with him. Um, you know, you won't always get confirmation from loved ones. Mm. But you will get confirmation from those people that you know walk with God. That's true. That you... They're your truth speakers. They're the people who will speak truth to you. Um, But God's call on our lives will always lead us into the extraordinary. Our lives will end up being bigger than we can handle. You know, you're always, he'll call you and you'll obey and you'll be out on the water. And you know you are upheld solely by his hand. And it is, it's an exciting place to be. And so I encourage you to remove that interference. Um, and it's a little scary. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's a little scary. It's like, Lord, please don't call me to China. Just anywhere but China. <laughs> There's just no personal space. There's just, and I, I'm just, I like my personal space. And I was terrified as a young person that God was going to call me to China. Well, he did not. But he gave me eight children. So there goes <laughs> personal space. <laughs> But my life is is bigger than I ever could have imagined um, because we just really, our heart is to hear from heaven and our heart is to obey. And boy, we've learned lessons. We have, we have heard and completely disobeyed. Mm. I mean, we, we knew don't get the dog, just got the dog anyway. God was merciful and gracious. Um, We've heard, I've heard and disobeyed and paid some, paid a price. There's been some consequences that, oh, they were really not okay. Um, and boy, did I learn to hear and obey. Um, but, uh, we've heard and we've had delayed obedience and boy, those are great moments when it's just like light bulb. God told me to pay off the student loans and I've had the money for six months, but I didn't actually pay it off and then went and paid it off and boom, God moved. And you just get excited. You just get excited when he reveals that roadblock, um, and that thing that he had told you to do. So I just, I just want to encourage, I always love to encourage you guys. I love to encourage people. God is good. He's so good. And he has good things planned. Big things. Things, dreams and promises that are hidden in your heart. He sees them. He put them there. And when we remove the interference and we hear from heaven and we walk in obedience and courage, trusting that he is everything he says he is, he's all that he promises to be, then he does not fail. And he leads us into an extraordinary life. And you will be so far from normal. You will not be normal.
So tonight, stand with me, please. Let's just spend some time, and we're not going to play a song, but Russ is just going to underscore some music. Let's just remove interference tonight. Remove everything that's blocking in your own. He'll tell you what it is. He'll show you what it is. If you have to repent for sin, do so tonight. If you have to turn away from something, turn away from it tonight. If you just need to clear your mind and just focus on him and worship him, just do that tonight. And I pray and I know, I know that he will speak to you tonight. The next seven or eight minutes, however long, we're just going to spend this time quietly with him. You can walk around if you want. You can come to the altar if you want. If you get tired of standing, you can sit, do whatever you want. But let's just take the next couple minutes. Just remove all interference. Open our hearts and listen to what he has to say to us tonight. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this time. Father, we can turn our hearts to you. Father, I pray that as we go from this place, I pray that all interference would be removed and that we would hear clearly as you speak to us words of love, to our hearts, words of comfort to our pain and our sorrows, words of hope to those dreams and those promises. Words of help, words of direction, words of promise. Father, we want to hear your voice. We want to know your voice as we know our own voice. Father, teach us. Let us be taught of you. And let everything that would hinder be removed. Father, we invite you. Open our eyes. Lead us. If there is sin, Father, in our generations that have been passed down through generations, we ask that you would show us that we can say, no, it ends here. It ends here. Father, let us remove all that would keep us from you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We long to serve you and to know you, to walk with you into spheres and realms of glory, your glory. Father, that you would be glorified here and that those who don't know you would know you and that we would represent you to a lost and dying world that they would be moved from death to life. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus.
Father, I just bless, bless those who have come here tonight in the name of Jesus. And to him who is able to do abundantly more than we could ask or think. Be glory and honor and praise. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight, as we exit, I just ask if you have any prayer requests that you have specifically, you'd like us to pray for you, you can come up front here. We'll just be lingering up here for a couple minutes to pray with you. Otherwise, you guys are dismissed. But if there's something specific you want us to pray for, whether it's healing, a physical need, whatever it is in your life, we'll just linger up here for a few minutes and be available to pray with you. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.